Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Get a Word In with me, your host, Josh Wagner, connecting with friends from different locations and vocations, discussing yesterday, today, and beyond. And today we're taking it to the beehive state, Utah, where this queen bee is certainly up in her mountain hive, where she is plotting future activations and trends that will all be coming your way soon. I am so happy today to have cultural specialist with me, Katie Longmire. How are you, Queen Bee? Hi, I'm good. What's cooking? Um, so many things and not many things all at the same time. Okay, okay. I th- you know what? I think we all understand that right now. So, Katie, I'm so happy you can join me. I always start off with a dinner table introduction. Uh, you have hosted many, many tables, so you know exactly what this is all about when you've got like 20 seconds to introduce somebody and say, that was enough to make it happen. Here's what my dinner introduction would be for you. Dinner table introduction, Kitty Longmire. She is the person behind the person. She's a business artist. She is the chief of staff to the co-founder of WeWork, Miguel McKelvey. She's the founder of Good People, which is a cultural marketing firm and so much more. She's the builder of communities, which create platforms and networks to help lift them up. She's a club promoter, self-admittedly says has spent more than half of her life in a nightclub or roughly. Uh, She owns Brooklyn Electronic Music Festival, which has been going for 10 years. She is a raver. She is a mentor to many. And she does not feel for the pulse. She is actually the pulse that people seek. So it is wonderful to have Katie with me today. What have I missed? Oh my God, that was a that was a lot. Thank you so much. It's a lot, but I didn't even mention the awards, the features. She's been on Forbes. She's been in New York Times. This is a woman I'm so happy to connect with, and she is sitting like on the beacon on the hill right now in Utah. Uh, but before we start and all that stuff, I gotta ask. I want to know about your nails, because every time I see you, I got to see your nails because something flies always happening with them. All right, please, please explain what nails mean to you, please. Um, what they mean to me? I think they're just a signature. Um, I used to play the cello. I went to college for playing the cello, which is something I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Um, and so you can't have nails like this with that. And uh, once I stopped doing that, I think it was a place where I could have creative expression. So when I was in nightlife, I would have the craziest, craziest nails of all kinds of designs. When I transitioned into corporate offices, it was like my flair. So I would sit there and I'd be like a little bit more appropriately dressed, but I'd have my wild nails and it was just my signature. And you could just see the people in the room like the people in the room would like look at you while you're talking. I talk with my hands a lot and I have a hand tattoo. So the combination of, the, you know, there's like someone in the office in a suit that's just like. Well, know? let's see him. Let's get a close up real quick. Beautiful. You got to see after this, you got to go onto my Instagram and you got to see my mom was her birthday. Scroll to it. She has her nails and when she goes on travels, each nail she does the country she's going to visit. You're going to oh like God. it. I love it. Second quick question a rave that you've created or attended that you would long to recreate or revisit right now? Ooh, I, wow. Not a new idea, something that went down, you were like, yo, replicate that right now. Uh, Rubelad. Okay. The, um, for those of you who don't know it, it was like, a, well, it was a party that was also a house that was full of creative people that lived in the house and created for the house and kind of like lived the life and also cultivated community. And it was invite only to create a closed community. And they would throw these beautiful parties. I think that they've all sort of broken up into other parties that still exist 
in New York City, but there was a really special um, like make, for makers by makers aspect of it that um, really touched your creative soul when you were in there. It's like walking upstairs, going around corners, moments of discovery before that, before our, um, all of these other immersive experiences were cultivated. It was one of the first and one of the most beautiful ones that I loved when I first moved to New York. Awesome, because I want to get into these things because everyone right now obviously is talking about the way things were, how they are, where they will be. There is some dope fly shit that has happened in the past that should try to be replicated and not walked away from. So I know you're behind a massive amount of initiatives and events and experiences. We'll get into it. But first, we want to start with our first segment. Really, it's about your location. So please explain to the listeners, where are you and why? Okay, well, normally I am in the East Village of Manhattan on 6th Street and Avenue C, and I'm quite proud to live there, and I've lived there for 17 years. Recently, in this COVID situation, right before they told you not to leave New York, I decided to leave New York, and I came to Eden, Utah, which is uh, an hour outside of Salt Lake City, and it's halfway up a mountain called Powder Mountain, which is a beautiful mountain. It's called Powder Mountain, notorious for its powder and skiing, I don't ski, by the way, <laughs> um, but I, I do apres ski very well. Um, Josh knows he's been with me up here. Um, yeah. There's a community up here that I really love, Summit, and they um, cultivated their business in, on and around this mountain, um, aside from other events that they do in other cities. So I just like the idea of being in this place where I'm surrounded by nature, the largeness of the mountains have always made me feel very grounded in life. So my smallness in a good way and a perspective yeah. kind of way, um, it's quiet, it's open. I can go on hikes and there's not a person for miles. Um, and I can go outside a little bit more freely. Um, so that's really nice. Utah yeah. is a unique place. Um, it's different culture. It's a Mormon state. Um, so interesting things about Utah that I've learned is that per capita, they have more hospitals than I think almost any other state. And um, it's a it's a very wealthy state. So I think uh, the Mormon culture actually has cultivated this uh, infrastructure that actually makes this a very safe place to be, which feels really good. That being said, they are one of the states that did not totally close. So um when i drive into town ogden is the closest town to me it's i drove into rush hour traffic and my mouth dropped open i was shocked to discover that everyone was walking around like nothing was happening and i went to drop off a rental car with a mask and gloves on and the guy who came up to the window of the car looked at me like i was crazy wow. and i was like no you i was like leaning into the other seat like hey What's up? You know? And he's like, hey, um, how you yeah, doing? He's like leaning in and being really kind. And I was like, get away from me. Um, which was just my, I, it, the culture around COVID here is really different. I think yeah. Ogden only has 250 reported cases. Salt Lake City only has 2,000 reported cases. So, you know, there's all this discrepancy of reporting and people who are just pushing through it at home. And I don't really know. But like, um, you know, the airport was bustling. I went from a ghost town at uh, JFK to a bustling airport at SLC and um, a town right by me where, you know, the grocery store, they still wear masks and gloves. The restaurants are closed or drive through only. But uh, it's a different vibe out here for sure. Yeah. I mean, fun facts. Do you know Mormonism is the fastest growing religion in the world percentage wise? Kind of crazy. And for those who have ever been to Salt Lake, 
the lighting game of those churches is on point. They look beautiful at night. Anyway. I was chastised by the person who I rented this house from because I got here and they were nice enough to say, is there anything in the house that you need that's not there? And I said, a wine key, Oh. Um, which I consider a life essential. <laughs> and uh, I, they were like, well, we don't have one of those because we don't drink. And I was like, my bad. Like, I'll go get my own wine key. Um, but it was just a funny little moment that it's like little cultural things where you have to be more sensitive. So I probably should have been more sensitive when I asked. I didn't think about it. But you're good. You're safe. You've got space. It's not in your face out there, which has got to be interesting for someone like you because you're talking to people, obviously, in New York a ton where it's in their face. And, you know, seeing that disparity, that would be pretty interesting. All right. Yeah. Let me ask, if in these past five, six weeks, where would you have been if this wasn't happening? Where, where would you have traveled? Um, I bounced between New York, Long Beach, and here. Yeah. Um, so I probably would have been in Long Beach, California. Shout out to my Long Beach family. And um, when I'm not when I'm in Long Beach, I'll like bump up into Venice and Mar Vista to see our best friend Joey and like some yeah. other people. Um, but I have claimed Long Beach as my place and been claimed by my Long Beach family. So. That, that's definitely where I would be, or New York. I think one of the things I realized in this time is how much I love my New York people and how much I want to be with them. So I would probably, I've been spending a lot of time on the West Coast. I probably will be revisiting my East Coast life more mm. frequently. And I also miss my mom. <laughs> so my mom's in DC and I, you know, everyone call your mom. Uh, I want to go see my mom a little bit more. I take advantage of the fact that she's right there and I can always go and I can always call her. And I think like a mom hug goes a long way. And those are those things that you're learning gratitude for. So that maybe now I'll be in DC more too. Yes. Beautiful. So you got lots of places, but you know, that you like to call home. I do know one thing, wherever you are, you make it your home and you make the people around you and your clan and your herd and you bring good peoples with you everywhere. Right. So I'm going to move on to the next spot, Katie. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. She has no idea the questions coming at her a little rapid fire for Katie Longmire. Have you ever been starstruck? Yes. Who? Pharrell. Why? Where? backstage met him and became immediately speechless which is really out of character for me considering all of the famous people I'm around and the the, the level of fame that they have um some much more famous than him I think it has to be attributed to a respect for his artistry like I literally woke walked up to him and was like uh <laughs> awesome. um and then was really embarrassed but uh for sure I think uh I have a high respect for his creativity Awesome. Okay. If you could go observe, not partake, not create, if you can go observe a event anywhere on earth in your career, what would it be? Just to learn and observe. Current or past? Either. World's Fair. Which one? I have to pick one. Um, I mean, do you have a year of a city that you really enjoy? No, I think I just want to sort of see, probably like year over year, I think I'm fascinated with what it was and what yeah. it wanted to be and how people showed up there. And I, I, like as a pr producer of scale and ideas, like that process and that yeah. coming to be is is where I would want to explore. I mean, that was like that was like the version of the internet at that moment. It was like, we're yeah. here together for this month of time in this city, like see what's happening in the world. Great answer. Okay, can I ask you, what does cool mean? That's oh. a great question. Uh, whatever the fuck you want it to mean. 
Boom. What does modern day flyering mean to you? Now, let me preface it. For those who don't know, Katie went to GW and she was a promoter, not only a promoter in the nightclub, actually held down the door as well. And she flyered. I flyered. I was a promoter. I know what it was to hand a piece of paper to somebody be like, yo, be there because I'm getting five bucks of your rip walking through the door and say my name, right? Or spreading love about an event. What is modern day flyering to you? Um, I like to call it Instagram graffiti. Okay. Where I'll ask, um, you know, 10 to 12 people in the same micro network to post the exact same image with similar language copy at the exact same time. So you basically do a feed takeover. Okay. Um, and it makes it impossible to, but you, you beat the algorithm that right way. So you like all like each other's posts, you all post stuff and then like, you, me, and three other people in our same network, it's almost be impossible for that not to hit your radar, especially with a little bit of like promotional juice. It's like you end up covering the same depth of people um, if you do it that way. Katie Longmire sharing some secrets. All right, let me ask you, is it time to talk business or pleasure? Right now? Yeah. Can they be one and the same? You tell me. Sure, both. I mean, this seems to be one of your business techniques because you make sure that you identify what pleasure is for people before you start talking business. That's true. Yes. Okay. We already went over. You revealed that you were jealous because I've done my research and I know. Studied. Started at 16. What I do want to ask you, who's your favorite classical composer? Um, I am obsessed with cello music because I played the cello. So... Um, I loved J.S. Bach. I love Baroque period in general, but I like the simplicity of the Baroque music. Um, yeah. And then if you swing to another century, um, I've been listening to a lot of Camille Saint-Saëns lately because he has a lot of etudes and things like that that are really romantic and full sounding. Um, and I like Rachmaninoff piano concertos because it sounds like someone's banging on the piano and it's like kind of like really loud dance music. <laughs> awesome and i'm sure you saw what like yo-yo ma was doing for a bit right yeah i'm a i'm a yo-yo ma fan yeah i don't know how you can't not be but amazing okay so let me ask you what give me one you gave advice about flyering as instagram graffiti what would be one piece of advice to differentiate yourself um business advice yes um i think being yourself is the thing to do to differentiate yourself i think um, a lot of time up until now, people have been told to assimilate, like be part of the group so that everyone will be willing to hear your ideas. And I do think speaking a language where you can meet someone in the middle helps you get your ideas through. But um, embodying your true values when you articulate those ideas are the things that make you stand out. So, you know, me and my nails and my tattoos, I can sit in a corporate boardroom and I can say the same thing as someone sitting in a suit, but because I'm presenting or maybe even languaging things a little bit differently, I'll yeah. stand out. And awesome. I think that um, this is definitely the era of individualism and you should celebrate that. I celebrate that with you. Absolutely agree. <clears throat> what is the best comeback brand that you've witnessed? Ooh. I mean, huh. we're, we're kids that were raised in the same period of time. Like seeing so many of the 90s throwback brands come, you know? Like, which, how about this? Not the best, but like, what's the first one that comes to mind that you're like, you know what? That was fly, they did it right. That's a hard one. I feel like, I'm trying to think of something that I thought was like really dead and came back. 
Yeah. I saw an ad for Jenko jeans the other day. Is that really a thing? Um, <laughs> which brand, um, about this, which brand do you wish made a comeback? Which brand do I wish made a comeback? Z Cavaricci. I love those jeans. I don't know if I can pick one. I, this is really hard for me. You know why? Because I've never been, I, I mean, I'm sitting here wearing a branded t-shirt. I, it's very new in my life that I'm brand affiliated and I think it's because I'm older so that I, I've found things that I love and I've incorporated them completely into my life and I don't really stray from those things. But yeah. when I was younger, I was like so DIY. I was like taping things together and stuff. I didn't really have the luxury to attach to a brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was interesting to watch Nike rise and fall a bunch of times. It was really interesting to watch Adidas sort of like go from super cool to like completely obscure and then have Kanye bring them back to life to surpass everybody. Um, Gucci, like all of that kind of stuff. There were some like really interesting heritage brands that like kind of like had their peak then dipped and now are coming right back because of other artists affiliating with them. I track that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see who's gonna be coming out of this moment, right? Mm -hmm. see a lot of brands popping up. Uh, next question for you. Your favorite idea sharing platform? You, um, have, you track something. I like Medium a lot. Um, I like, I'm a, I'm a big Medium reader. I'm a big Instagram follower of thought leaders um, where they'll post a snippet of content that then jumps out to wherever they live their content lives. Um, I've been taking a couple teachable classes. Um, right. So I think that's really interesting. They, that usually comes from a thought leader that then jumps out to a course. Give us one that you've been taking. Um, this one's for the ladies. Shout out to Cyclical Body, which is all about being a cyclical creature. Technically, men are also cyclical creatures. Um, There's a really interesting Instagram um, website, they have Zoom um, group meetings, there's a class I'm taking, there are books I'm reading that was recommended and it's been really interesting. It's about cycles of the moon, cycles of the earth, cycles of the body, all how they align. It's really cool. Awesome. Next question. What is one corona trend happening now that will disappear real fast? And you can't say, can't say what? You can't say my show. No, it has to stay forever. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I have like epic Zoom fatigue. And I think like yeah. everyone getting together for a drink on Zoom, I hope dies and we can do it in real life. There you go. Perfect. Define soul. Soul, music, people, places, things. Your choice. Um, the true essence of something. Beautiful. Um, the the elements of it that make it its fullest expression. Beautiful. Okay, next one. Always on her fashion, I want to know one Corona fashion tip you have for at home. Um, athleisure all the time. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, what excites you today? What excites me today? I'm really on this like learning tip. Okay. I have friends that are taking grad school classes again. I'm taking classes again. I have ordered, I think, 10 books that I, I, I can't get enough. I just um, reached out to a friend of mine who graduated in art school with a grad degree being like, what are you writing? What are you reading? What do you have to give me? Let's do a thing. I'm like, I, I'm hungry for knowledge. Beautiful. 
What is one place you long to return to? Mom's house. Perfect. What was the last good deed you performed? Uh, today, I sent a good new friend that I met during Corona on the internet um, a bag of cacao, ceremonial cacao. That's it's a chocolate. It is ceremonial chocolate, and it's it's a superfood that nurtures your body, and it tastes amazing, um, and it's a really beautiful gift. So I sent it to them and asked that told them when they received it that we would do a cacao ritual together online. Awesome. And what is the last thing you regret? Huh. I regret not going home to see my mom before all this craziness happened. I kind of regret um, not just that, but like I've been traveling a lot and I live a transient life and I love, like you said, being with my people wherever I am. I think I took for granted that I have a home base and that I have a home base and community that's always there. And um, I want to lean into that more. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Thank you. No more rapid questions. We're going to go to the next section, Katie. Yesterday, today, and beyond is what I call it. This is where I tap into the guest expertise. Uh, we take a subject matter, can look at it where it was, where it is, where it will be, uh, can do it as a whole, or pick one segment of it. I'm going to start off with you because this is something that people look to you for so much guidance. What does leadership mean to you? Ooh. Um, it's funny. I've been having this conversation a lot. Um, I think it is knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, being willing to share that and being willing to lean on the people who have the information you don't know um, and showing up with the highest level of integrity you can all the time um, through example. Yeah. Now, like today, leadership and, you know, going forward, like I, I, I love what that means. Right. But leadership today is going to be under like a tremendous you know, everyone's going to be looking through the mic, what, what, what do you call it? the magnifying glass, right? And silence right now is debatable in terms of its impact. A lot of people navigate as leaders silently. You know, brands right now being silent could be detrimental. How do you see leadership moving in the future? Um, I think you have to walk the walk. So I think the thing that's really interesting is you're seeing a lot of brands. I mean, everyone's seen this video with all the brands with the same commercial with the same piano music doing all the same things. Um, yeah. And that's fine. And I think we all want to know that the companies that still have resources are sharing their resources. But I think you actually have to care, not just say you care because it's convenient to say you care. I think brands that cared before this that are still caring and kind of care after are going to stick through this. I think brands that actually make a sacrifice financially to, to for the benefit of all are going to show up for this. So, you know, it, I'd rather have a brand stay silent than show up inauthentically or um, throw money at a problem and mm. say, look, look, we did that thing. You know, it's so insincere. Um, and I think that that's sort of an old guard of leadership, like CSR, co corporate, res corporate responsibility is like yeah. its own thing and I was like yeah that's cute like that's fine that the department um I think so I think that um what's happening right now is forcing people to have to look around them look at the resources around them be aware of who has and does not have those resources um literally I was on the phone with someone who said oh my neighbor came by and brought me a cocktail because she saw me on the phone in the backyard all the time like people are so aware of the people around them and the communities around them that um, leadership needs to come out of that, of shared economy, shared resources, shared power, 
Um, anybody who tries to like capitalize on a market isn't going to win. Gotcha. That's okay. Wonderful. Now let me ask you for for, for you when when I see you, read your name, anything associated with you. The first word that comes to mind is community. Um, you are such an advocate for community uh, for for your entire career. What does community mean to you now? I mean, you have so many years of experience of creating this. I know that this is a huge point for you. What's community mean for you? Um, community is is you. You like you are who you surround yourself with. You are who lifts you up and who you lift up. Um, I am made better by every single person in my network. Every opportunity I've ever been given in my life, personal and professional, has become from the community I've cultivated around me and by caring about them and having them care at me back, that reciprocity is like a huge thing. And, and again, I think that that's just what's happening right now is like, there's this platform where everybody all of a sudden is looking at a community, whether it's your, like in Manhattan, how many people are in your building? What do they need? Who's yeah. around the corner from you? What do they need? Those are things that maybe we passively thought about. Um, now with the circumstances, you're actively thinking about it. And what I'm hoping is that's going to create a little bit of a shift in behavior. I don't think everyone's going to be able to maintain it. I don't know if it's going to be able to be maintained at the volume it's maintained at, but what I'm hoping is just like the, the general awareness of you're on a zoom call with a colleague and their kid is there and you just cut a break for them instead of before where that was inappropriate, like things like that. There's more humanity between people. Um, uh, and that's shared effort creates wins for everybody. Can I ask you, is there bullshit in community also? Because, you know, like, are there flags in community? Meaning, signing up for a mailing list doesn't make you part of the community. I think that community needs to be defined and protected. A lot of people are very quick to be like, I'm part of this community. You're not contributing. Because you're on a thread, because you read something, people need to, I think the meaning of community is going to grow in definition more from this moment. You can't just say, oh, I support that community because I've been following it for three years. No, no, no. get involved. This yeah. is a real defining moment because I call bullshit on a lot of people claiming to be part of communities. If you're not getting your hands dirty and we come from a business, you don't get your hands dirty, you ain't cool with me. Like get involved and get in because I do think this is a real moment of reckoning for people falsely claiming identity with groups. You got to be able to show up and prove your involvement. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's like a feather in your cap. Hey, I did that thing or I showed up at that place. That's not the blood, sweat and tears that makes it continue. So like, for example, when people are like, I don't have enough money to donate to everything. And I said, why don't you donate to the bar you go to every weekend? Yeah. What like, think about your life in that context. Like, who are you talking to every day before this? reinvest in that you want the things that you did before to still exist so reinvest in those things like i'm on this mountain i've been coming to this mountain for 10 years i rented money on this like rented a house and that's an investment in money on this mountain i buy locally on this mountain you know yeah. like i think that there's an element of of what you put into the community i think you're right and and i think that with the impact it's having on so many people Nobody's going to have the tolerance level for someone who shows up and said, oh, I've been part of this the whole time. Everyone's going to be like, get out of here. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to cheers you to that because people's tolerance, I think people are going to be more, let's cut through the bullshit. Let's get to it. Right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. The time, the time of fluff is done. Like, what have you done? You know, I think this moment in time as we're all spending on our, on our own and talking more than we ever have. Like, it's going to be like, what did you do during the period? And like, what did you choose to engage with? Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, squad. Okay, next one I'm gonna ask you because 
you know, you are a puppeteer. Uh, you don't need pats on the back. And, you know, you make a lot of moments happen to an undisclosed audience. Well, it, unbeknownst to your audience, you've been involved in many moments. So what does audience or consumer mean to you now? Because people, I think, are more aware of getting involved now because they're participating in their own lives more instead of just receiving things. What does audience and consumer mean to you? Actually, one of the things that I always tell all of my brand clients is um, there is no such thing as a consumer anymore. Um, there's a co-creator. Yeah. And that's what a consumer is. And then your audience is everybody's watching and all they are, are potential co-creators. Huh. So um, you want someone to be down with your brand. You don't tell them why you're great. You don't just show and tell. You open up your treasure chest of assets and values and you say, look at what I have and what I believe in. Do you believe in those things too? Come join me and let's make a thing. And awesome. when you invite them in, that's what a consumer is to me. And, uh, and like, you know, people need to buy things and you can think of that in a really literal way. But if you're thinking about sustainability in purchase power and things like that, I do think co-creation is the only way to go. And um, if you do that, you turn your co-creator into evangelist. Look, mm. I made this thing. Don't you want this thing, Josh? I made it too. You should get the thing. And you'd be like, oh, Katie helped contribute to that thing. I want to be part of it. Or look at that thing she participated in. I want to check that out. So it that's when your audience converts. Um, inclusivity, inclusivity through democratic exclusivity. Mm -hmm. well, you can have this. I'm not saying no to you. You know, you want to be involved where everyone can be involved. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let me, let me ask you, because you, you, you are a person that knows why you make your decisions, right? The, the next part, I like to ask people, good riddance, give me some more, or liar, liar, pants on fire. Good riddance, simply, get out of my life. I don't want you anymore. Give me more. I'm going to take this moment that I've had to remind me I'm going to do this moving in the future. And liar, liar, something you've done or have seen that you think people are falsely pronouncing. What is your good riddance? Um, I think show and tell culture is my good riddance. It's just the, like, look what I did. Like yeah. influencer culture, this whole like the the fantasy life that we say that we we need like that. I'm really all set. I think everyone's all set with that. You see the this like nobody's interested in what's not real life right now. Love that. Goodbye, show and tell. Give me some more. Um, give me some more of this connectivity, engagement, knock on your neighbor's door, um, caring about other people, checking in on other people, mm -hmm. checking in on yourself. Oh yeah. And what's your liar liar? Something out there pissing you off? Um <laughs> let me see. Um something out there pissing me off. Um I would like to yeah. see more corporate companies um making bigger sacrifices. Oh. I think that um there's a lot of companies that are doing what they need to survive as companies and they're thinking about their shareholders before they think about the human beings that are standing their companies up. And I think that that's a very delicate line to toe, but you're seeing a lot of companies losing a lot of people. And I don't necessarily know if that's the right way to sustain on the other side of it. I think there's innovative ways to change. And I'd like to see the culture of corporate um, become more humane. Amen to that. And we're seeing a lot of very legitimate business people and brands rubbing a lot of people the wrong way that's going to be 
difficult to, to rebound from right now. Um, let me ask you, because I, I, I want to pick your brain forever, but time is precious. I, I would like to ask, um, what would be your word? What would be your closing word? And what would you get your word in? What can you drive home to everybody? Hmm. Nobody knows what they're doing right now. And I think that that's okay. And I think that the best way to get through this time of uncertainty is to love yourself and love the people you're with um, and invest in yourself and invest in the things that you care about as much as you can. Um, and, um, and do that, whether it's personal or professional. Um, and when I don't know what I'm doing, I take one step at a time with that thought in mind and generally creative people, ideas and solutions appear. Katie, I appreciate you taking the time. And honestly, I know right now the way that you work, your next steps, not just one, but the six year planning right now are going to be gigantic. And I can't wait to watch and see what you're going to be doing. And I just hope I get to come along for the ride. Thank you for getting a word in with me, Queen Bee. And uh, you. you enjoy that hive up there on that mountain in that in that beehive state. And uh, I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for getting a word in, okay? Love you, baby. Love you. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye.